listening to This Ghost Talks Podcast with your host, Chris Given. Welcome to episode number 11 of This Ghost Talks. I'm your host, Chris Given, and today I'm talking about the Zeitgeist Movement. This is what it is according to Wiki. The Zeitgeist Movement is an activist movement established in the United States in 2008 by Peter Joseph. The group is critical of market capitalism, describing it as structurally corrupt and wasteful of resources. According to the Daily Telegraph, the group dismisses historic religious concepts as misleading and embraces sustainable ecology and scientific administration of society. Peter Joseph, in my opinion, is a man ahead of his time. He sees the world as it could be and probably will be in years, decades, or even centuries from now. But he's frustrated that the rest of society can't see what he sees, can't act on that vision. I think he wants to catapult us into a more sustainable lifestyle, but moving society in a new direction feels more like trying to pull an SUV up a muddy hill in the rain. I think we will get there eventually, but there will be steps along the way. His vision is of a resource-based economy where we don't use money at all. It could be described as a similar system that is used in the Star Trek universe. They evolved past the use of money. And we're not there yet, not even close. We are, however, evolving what money is, and taking it into a decentralized form is a giant leap in the right direction because it eliminates the corruption that comes when a centralized entity controls the supply. Peter also created some documentaries on the subject, and I urge you to watch them. The first of which is called Zeitgeist the Movie. In that movie, he touches on religion and money and basically how our current system is, well, broken as fuck. And then it goes on to show how we could change the world for the better. But I want to focus for a second on the very first part of that movie when it talks about religion. They showed that the story of Jesus is just telling the story of the movement of the sun in the sky. If there is any savior, it would be the sun that saves us every single day. Do you think it's a coincidence that when Jesus was said to have died for three days, that coincides with the same three days that the sun in the sky is at its lowest point and it stops moving for three days? And on the fourth day when Jesus was said to have risen, the sun moves again, rising up one degree in the sky? And Jesus was said to have died on the cross. But did you know that the star constellation directly behind the sun for three days it dies is called the crux? or cross. Jesus is not the first deity to have those aspects either. There was Mithra and others. The sun is the most worshipped object in the history of mankind. Does it not make sense that stories would arise from it even in the form of personifying it? Now, I don't know if there was a man named Jesus. Maybe there was. Maybe he was even a prophet. But I don't think he's the savior because I think there's nothing to be saved from. And I don't think he's 
any more or any less the Son of God than any other man, woman, or child, or animal. We have to get over the idea of hierarchy. Thinking a being is more superior is like thinking your thumb is superior to your pinky finger, because it can lift more, and yet it's all still a part of the same hand. The reason we hear that self-love is the highest form of love is because when you're looking from a high enough perspective, there's only one of us here, one being pretending to be many, one unending source of unconditional love. Here's a quote from the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Putting yourself first in the highest sense never leads to an ungodly act. If you don't understand that quote and you want to, then read the book. I wanted to include this because it was an aha and an of course moment for me personally. Remember, this is my truth. It doesn't have to be yours. I am not an atheist. I think there is a God or a source and that all of this is the result of intelligent design, as it's all just too perfect not to be. Your heart and soul sees the perfection, not your earthly eyes or your ego. In the movie Zeitgeist, they touch on a man by the name of Jacques Fresco, who was an American futurist and self-described social engineer. He's self-taught. He worked in a variety of positions related to industrial design. Fresco wrote and lectured his views on sustainable cities, energy efficiency, natural resource management, cybernetic technology automation, and the role of science in society. He directed the Venus Project, which I'll get into in more detail in a second, and advocated global implementation of a socio-economic system which he referred to as a resource-based economy. So what is a resource-based economy? To transcend these limitations the Venus Project proposes, we work toward a worldwide resource-based economy, a holistic social and economic system in which the planetary resources are held as a common heritage of all Earth's inhabitants. The current practice of rationing resources through monetary methods is irrelevant, counterproductive, and falls far short of meeting humanity's needs. Simply stated, within a resource-based economy, we will utilize existing resources rather than money to provide an equitable method of distribution in the most humane and efficient manner. It is a system in which all goods and services are available to everyone without the use of money, credits, barter, or any other form of debt or servitude. To better understand a resource-based economy, consider this. If all the money in the world disappeared overnight, as long as topsoil factories, personnel, and other resources were left intact, we could build anything needed to fulfill the human needs. It is not money that people require, but rather free access to most of their needs without worrying about financial security or having to appeal to a government bureaucracy. In a resource-based economy of abundance, money will be irrelevant. We have arrived at a time when new innovations in science and technology can easily provide abundance to all of the world's people. It is no longer necessary to perpetuate the conscious withdrawal of efficiency by planned obsolescence, perpetuated by our old and outworn profit system. We are genuinely concerned about the environment and our fellow human beings. If we really want to end territorial disputes, war, crime, poverty, and hunger, we must consciously reconsider the social processes that led us to a world where these factors are common. Like it or not, 
It is our social processes, political practices, and belief systems, profit-based economy, our culture-driven behavioral norms that lead to and support hunger, war, disease, and environmental damage. The aim of this new social design is to encourage an incentive system no longer directed toward the shallow and self-centered goals of wealth, poverty, and power. These new incentives would encourage people towards self-fulfillment, creativity, both materially and spiritually. So what is the Venus Project? This is the Venus Project according to their website. The Venus Project is an organization that proposes a feasible plan of action for social change, one that works towards a peaceful and sustainable global civilization. It outlines an alternative to strive towards where human rights are no longer paper proclamations, but a way of life. We propose a fresh, holistic approach, one that is dedicated to human and environmental concerns. It is an attainable vision of a bright and better future, one that is appropriate to the times in which we live, and both practical and feasible for a positive future for all the world's people. We advocate an alternative vision unlike any social system that has gone before. Our conclusions are based on years of study and experimental research by many people from various scientific disciplines. We call for a straightforward approach to the redesign of a culture in which the age-old inadequacies of war, poverty, hunger, debt, environmental degradation, and unnecessary human suffering are viewed not only as avoidable, but totally unacceptable. The Venus Project is a veritable blueprint for the genesis of a new world civilization, one that is based on human concern and environmental reclamation. One fundamental premise is that we work toward having all of the Earth's resources as a common heritage of all the world's people. Anything less will simply result in a continuation of the same catalog of problems inherent in the present system. Experience tells us that human behavior can be directed either toward constructive or destructive activity. This is what the Venus Project is all about, directing our technology and resources towards the positive for the maximum benefit of people and planet, and seeking out new ways of thinking and living that emphasize and celebrate the vast potential of the human spirit. We have the tools at hand to design and build a future that is worthy of the human potential. The Venus Project presents a bold new direction for humanity that entails nothing less than the total redesign of our culture. Our proposition is not an attempt to predict what will be done, only what could be done. The responsibility for our future is in our hands and depends on the decisions we make today. The greatest resources that is available today is our own ingenuity. So that was the Venus Project. And you can learn more about them online if you do a Google search of the Venus Project or watch the Zeitgeist movie and series of movies. Actually, there's uh, three of them, I think, now with another one coming out shortly. The ideas they present will leave you feeling like there is hope for humanity. But I'm not sure what it'll take for it to come to pass. Surely, the mass awakening of humanity will need to happen for it to have a chance of manifesting. One thing is for sure, our current system is broken and we need to come together and realize that it's just a system and we can change it anytime we choose. There is a better way. But will we stop long enough to realize it? It's time we got off our hamster wheels and started the real work of creating a better world for us and our children. 
the people who count themselves as part of the zeitgeist movement have started. We just need to educate ourselves and join in. Speaking of joining in, please join me in my next episode when I lay out the changes I'd make if I were PM of Canada. You don't want to miss it. Ta-ta!